Little Valentine cards have already been given to classmates, chocolates given to boyfriends, and roses given to wives. All this is well and good because love and friendship should be celebrated and honored and strengthened, and God bless all those gifts and intentions that were shared about a week ago. But may it not happen to you as it happened to Walter Wangren. Uh, Walt tells in his book here, As for Me and My House, it's a great marriage book, of a time when he tried to give a rose to his wife. He was the preacher at this church, and, and she was up in front with the little children of theirs, and he had a rose in his hand, and I think to make some dramatic point in his sermon, he came down and gave the rose to his wife, and she opened up her hand to receive it, and then opened up her hand to let it drop in front of everybody. She refused to receive his rose. She let it drop to the ground, spurned her husband in front of everybody. Thus began a marital journey of healing. It's kind of a big sign to him. Now, Walt was in a tough place. Uh, tough places are common places. Uh, maybe not. Maybe your tough place was a time when it was found out that you might have brought the gift more for yourself than for her. Or maybe it was a time when you totally forgot the anniversary. She pulled out the present and you had nothing except a surprise look to offer. But tough places are not reserved just for gift giving. The kitchen table is a tough place. If if that is where the argument began about the credit card debt and, and who was to blame. The bedroom is a tough place if past indiscretions still haunt the marital relationships. Tough places are not limited to relationships. A jail cell, paying for your crime, is a tough place. Sitting down with doctors who, who share the bad news about your emphysema caused by smoking is a tough place taking a test but completing only half of it before the bell rings because he didn't bother studying, it's a tough place. In fact, sometimes it seems we go from one tough place to another tough place, from one stupid thing that we said to another thing we didn't say, to another thing that we said but never ended up doing, to another thing someone says about us that wasn't true at all, to another thing someone says about us that was unfortunately true, to misspent times and dollars and words to unspent time, dollars and words. And I could go on and on. All these things and more were part of the reason why Walt Wangren, his wife, dropped the rose. And now he was in a tough place. I know you all recognize tough places. We spend too much time there. But in our gospel lesson, it's a different place. It's quite different. It's good for us to be here. It's good for us to be here. He exclaims, Peter does. And I'm glad for Peter, James, and John. It was truly a good place to be. The truth that they all hoped for, indeed to such a degree that they left their jobs to follow Jesus, was now given irrefutable power and credibility This is the one they had always hoped for, the Messiah. Jesus was the Christ, the Savior of the world, and the witness of the Father's booming voice and Jesus' radiance verified all of that. God had come to save the world. All doubts were now displaced. 
This was a good place. But Jesus, true to form as someone who never does things our way, declares that they must now leave the good place for tough places. In other Gospels, it's written that Jesus counseled them on what lay ahead. The Son of Man would be betrayed into the hands of sinful sinful men, be crucified, on the third day be raised again. All of that lay ahead of Jesus and his disciples. All of that was going to indeed be tough. And I have no doubt that as Jesus was being abused and mocked and judged and crucified, that Peter, James, and John kept going back and thinking of that good place. It made no sense to them now, I'm sure, how the same man can shine like the sun and have the Father speak words of approval over him, and now he's dirtied and bloodied, and it's only the crowd that speaks over him. And their words are hateful. And Peter, blessed, bless his heart, he tried his best to stay in the place where Jesus was, but he found the campfire courtyard too tough. But after Jesus dies, what do the disciples do? They stay. Peter, John, James and John wanted to stay on that mountaintop with Jesus in a transfiguration moment, but Jesus kept them on the move. But now they stay. They stayed behind locked doors, mind you, but they stayed. Behind locked doors, they are afraid and ashamed and confused, but they stayed. It's a tough place that they've decided to stay in but they stayed. And why? Why did they stay there in that tough place? Could it possibly be that the other disciples had heard over and over and over again from Peter, James, and John of how the veil had been taken off of Jesus? How he actually did shine like the sun and the Father actually did speak words of approval over him from heaven? But it can't be. He's dead. They judged him a false prophet. But it happened. This is no clever story we're telling you. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. From the majestic glory a voice did speak. This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. These are all the words of Peter. And so they stayed there, encouraged by the words of Peter, James, and John. They didn't scatter. Rather, they hoped that something different would happen. The story of Walter Wangren and his wife and the dropped roses played out in this book, and he and his wife eventually get to the good place partly because they had been there once before when they were in love with each other, but mostly because he and his wife stayed. They didn't scatter from each other. They stayed, even though it was a tough and awkward place, and in staying it continued to get a bit tougher 
as the truth was told and sin was uncovered and pride was swallowed and apologies were made, repentance is tough. But repentance always has the hope that something different could happen. Resurrection was the surprise for the disciples and forgiveness was the surprise for Walt. Dear people of God, the tough places are many and varied. And if we were honest and forthcoming, we would have to admit the places are tough because of what we've done or left undone, because we haven't loved God with all our heart, soul, and mind, or our neighbors as ourselves, because by thought, word, and deed, we have sinned. But don't scatter. It's good to be here right now. It's a tough place, but stay there. Tell the truth and receive the truth. Repent. Something different can happen. The transfiguration of Jesus and everything that followed him makes it clear that God can surprise us and make all things new. Stay. Live in hope. Our uh, Sundays upcoming in the, the Lenten, when Lenten Sundays will carry the theme of scars and we'll be paying attention to the, um, the characters found in our, our, our gospel lessons and looking at uh, some of the struggles they had with faith and how Jesus met them in their, their life story. And we also carry our scars, our tough places. Um, is the video ready to be played? Sundays of Lent coming up. And we get to stay there with Jesus. He walks with us through the valleys too, especially through the valleys. And of course, we know the scars that he's received for our salvation and healing. Please stand to confess our faith.